Kristen, thank you to Alex Belhage for engineering today and to Kristen for standing around and eating the snacks I brought and arranging for the extra engineer who's flipping me off. I love you, Kristen. I love you, Alex. I love you, Joe. Love you too, Sean. I'm feeling good. good. I feel better. Good. Thank you to the earth. Thank you, thank you, Mother Earth, for giving us everything you give us, for giving us a home. Thank you to Grandmother Moon who is full again right now. I pray that she hears our prayers and I thank her for her blessings. Thank you to Father Sky. Thank you for the return of the thunderers, the rain, just a couple days of rain and boy, have we got green stuff growing up, life. It's beautiful, it's a good time to be alive. This is White Buffalo Woman production. I'm Charmy Golson. Joe Riley sitting in for Ollie and Shock. Try to remember we're all related. Peace. If Pandora's box is a box of chocolates. Would I know to stay away? What's said If Pandora's box is a box of chocolates, would I eat them anyway? Cause every time I have half a mind to leave you, babe, that means I have half a mind to stay. It's Pandora's Lunchbox on WCBN-FM Ann Arbor. Good evening. This is Mike. Pandora's Lunchbox is a show about food, sometimes intentionally. Now, this show, okay, the show tonight, this has been in the works for, okay, what time is it? 6.32? It's been in the works for two minutes now. So I think I'll press this button now. Glass of milk standing in between extinction in the cold and explosive radiating chambered heart Maintaining the very high metabolism rate they have Mammal Mammal Their names are called They raise a paw, the bat, the cat Dolphin and dog, koala bear and hog That it once was there From the embryonic whale To the monkey with no tail So the warm blood flows With the red blood cells Lacking nuclei Through the large four-chambered heart Maintaining the very high Metabolism rate they have Mammal, 
going to have a quiz on that in the next five minutes, so I hope you've written down notes. That was They Might Be Giants and Mammal. This is a show about food called Pandora's Lunchbox, and speaking of food, there's some people out there called bees, and they're providing us with food, and here's the story from the Associated Press. Maybe you've heard about this. Mysterious honeybee killer could make dinner bland, and that's a worry. Unless someone or something stops soon, the mysterious killer that is wiping out many of America's honeybees could have a devastating effect on the country's dinner plate, perhaps even reducing its people to a glorified bread-and-water diet. Honeybees do not just make honey. They pollinate more than 90 of the tastiest flowering crops the country has. Among them, apples, nuts, avocados, soybeans, asparagus, broccoli, celery, squash, and cucumbers. And lots of the really sweet and tart stuff, too, including citrus fruit, peaches, kiwi, cherries, blueberries, cranberries, strawberries, cantaloupe, and other melons. In fact, about one-third of the human diet comes from insect-pollinated plants, and the honeybee is responsible for 80% of that pollination, according to the U.S. Department of Agriculture. And I think that the lack of food is making my lips do strange things. Even cattle, which feed on alfalfa, depend on bees. So if the collapse worsens, Americans could end up being stuck with grains and water, said Kevin Hackett, the national program leader for USDA's Bee and Pollination Program. This is the biggest general threat to our food supply, Hackett said. While not all scientists foresee a food crisis, noting that large-scale bee die-offs have happened before, this one seems particularly baffling and alarming. U.S. beekeepers in the past few months have lost one-quarter of their colonies, or about five times the normal winter losses, because of what scientists have dubbed colony collapse disorder. The the problem started in November and seems to have spread to 27 states, with similar collapses reported in Brazil, Canada, and parts of Europe. Scientists are struggling to figure out what is killing the honeybees, and early results of a key study this week point to some kind of disease or parasite. Even before this disorder struck, America's honeybees were in trouble. Their numbers were steadily shrinking because their genes do not equip them to fight poisons and disease very well, and because their gregarious nature exposes them to ailments that afflict thousands of their close cousins. Yes, a congressional study says honeybees add about $15 billion a year in value to the U.S. food supply. This is all in an article from the Associated Press, and there are a number of theories as to what could be happening. There is... There is a mite that particularly that practically wiped out the wild honeybee in the U.S. in the 1990s. Another new one-celled parasitic fungus was found last week in a tiny sample of dead bees by University of California San Francisco molecular biologist Joe DeRisi, who isolate, he's the man who isolated the human SARS virus. And all kinds of factors. Is mankind too dependent on honeybees? There's a lot of questions in this article in the Associated Press called Mysterious Honeybee Killer Could Make Dinner Bland. And I just heard a theory that it was cell phones, that the signals from the cell phones are disrupting the honeybees' natural rhythms and their signals that they're sending to each other. There are a lot of theories out there as to why honeybees are dying off and why we may have fewer types of food on our plate if something isn't done or if it just doesn't stop. But in the meantime, fortunately, there is a song. Maybe it's the nectar. Maybe it's the honeybee nectar that's wrong, so whatever that means. And so we're going to listen to a song here called Nectar the Nitwit. This is Nectar the Nitwit. I just like saying it. This group is called The Old Soul. It's a 
Okay, that's probably good music for honeybees to go flying around and around and around and around and around and dance to. That is Old Soul, the Old Soul. The group, this group is from Canada, and that is called actually the net, the nectar of the nitwit, and and some nitwit is causing honeybees to die off, and that's for sure. This album by Old Soul just came out in the U.S. I think it was out in Canada before. But we're talking about honeybees on Pandora's lunchbox because it just popped into my head. Not literally a honeybee popped in my head, because then, well, I sometimes get buzzing in my ears. And anyway, um, there was another per- person mentioned to me recently that Albert Einstein made the comment that if something eliminated bees from our planet, once the bees go, mankind would perish within four years. Now, there's a website where you can look up quotes and whether they are urban legend or true, and and one of those websites is Snopes.com. Underneath it says, rumor has it. So here we go. Okay. Claim. Albert Einstein predicted that if something eliminated bees from our planet, mankind would soon perish. Status? Undetermined. Hmm. Examples, Higgins, 2002, whatever that means, Barry stuck up a quotation attributed to Albert Einstein, quote, if the bee disappeared off the surface of the globe, then man would only have four years of life left. Says here, thus it is that recent concerns over a significant and mysterious decline in the population of pollinating honeybees, a phenomenon attributed to everything from global warming to insecticides to radiation from cell phone towers, and now thought to be the result of a fungus, have seen a resurgence in repetitions of a quote attributed to Albert Einstein. This truly sounds alarming. Bees are disappearing for reasons we can't yet explain, and a certified genius such as Einstein noted long ago that if all the bees disappeared, we'd soon be following them into extinction. If the intent of propagating this quote is to get our attention, it's certainly been working. Did Einstein sagely foresee an environmental crisis we're only just now beginning to notice? To answer that last question, without denying the importance of the honeybees, we have to consider the related question of, did Einstein really say this? First off, searches of Einstein's writings and speeches and public statements, as well as of scholarly compilations of Einstein quotations, reveal nary a reference to the four years phrase or any other statement mentioning bees, save for a brief comparison between humans and colony insects such as ants and bees. The compiler of the new quotable Einstein also found no Einsteinian source for this quote and lists it as probably not Einstein. Secondly, even though Einstein died in 1955, assiduous searching of a variety of databases of historical printed material, books, newspapers, magazines, and such, has so far failed to turn up any mention of this quote attributed to Einstein or anyone else, and antedating, antedating, that's the word, 1994, when it suddenly started popping up in newspaper articles reporting on a protest in Brussels staged by beekeepers. It says here, a pamphlet distributed by the National Union of French Apiculture quoted Albert Einstein, If the bee disappears from the surface of the earth, man would have no more than four years to live. No more bees, no more pollination, no more men. The beekeeper's warnings had some heavyweight expert support. This is another quote. A pamphlet distributed by the National Union of French Apiculture, could be apiculture, I believe it's about bees, quoted Albert Einstein, If the bee disappears from the surface of the earth, man would have no more than four years to live. Einstein was quoted as saying, no more bees, no more pollination, no more men. Now, it goes on about the whole concept of, is it possible that Albert Einstein actually said this? This is all at Snopes.com. And it says here, politician, political comedian, some call him a politician, Bill Maher, used the Einstein B quote to begin his closing essay on April 20th, on HBO's Real Time with Bill Maher. So that happened not too long ago. This is Pandora's Lunchbox, and what am I going to do next? I'm going to play another song by Old Soul. This is Vegetables, because it's that time. It's time to grow vegetables. And 
This is a song by Brian Wilson and Van Dyke Parks as performed by Old Soul. That's The Old Soul and Vegetables. It's the song originally done by the Beach Boys, and this group, The Old Soul, is from Canada. And this is a Pandora's Lunchbox, which is now 20, no, 19 minutes in the making. I started preparing for this about the time I lost my ability to speak properly. So basically, I'm improvising up the, off the top of my, 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 my head. Um, I'm going to open this website here and start reading. In Ireland, I shared a precarious flight with ex-boy band heartthrob Brian McFadden and PR guru Max Clifford to promote a private jet timeshare scheme. It didn't really take off. In Bologna, I struggled to digest new European food labeling rules and then watched the world's most eminent food hygiene experts being offered cream buns and sticky pink concoctions in Italy's food capital. 
Yeah, this is all from a website. Wait, my revelation that Banco Santander chairman Emilio Botin likes tinned tuna fish mashed up with tomatoes for breakfast caused quite a diplomatic incident. He doesn't always eat tuna, I was told indignantly. Sometimes he has sardines. These revelations are from an article that says, City life, end of the road after a long, strange trip from Bogota, Bogota sorry, to Borneo. This is from the telegraph.co.uk, and I don't know why I'm bringing it up except that it's on my screen, but here's Otis Redding. No, here he is. That's not Otis Redding. Hold on. Here's Otis Redding. It's early in the morning. About a quarter till three. Talking with my baby over cigarettes and coffee, and to tell you that, dog, I've been so satisfied, honey, since I've met you, baby, since I've met you. I've been around And all the good looking girls I've met They just don't seem to fit in Knowing this particular sad yeah. But it seems so natural darling That you and I are Talking over cigarettes and drinking coffee. Oh. You know, my heart cries out. Love that last that found. Oh, honey, won't you let me just feel my whole life around? consideration and walk down this aisle with me I would love it yeah people I say it's so early in the morning ooh it's a quarter till three we are sitting here talking over cigarettes and drinking coffee that long like to show you where I know nothing but good old joy since I met you darling and it's since I met you baby yeah. I would love to have another drink of coffee now Darling, help me smoke just one more cigarette now. I don't want no cream and sugar, cause I got you now, darling. 
Oh yeah, Otis Redding and Cigarettes and Coffee. And when you're doing a show where you're pretty much making it up on the spot, you can play some Otis Redding and you sound really professional. And I sound really, really tasteful at this point. This is Pandora's Lunchbox. Coming up in 10 minutes, it's Face the Music. Actually, five minutes. It's Face the Music with Arwolf. I heard a rumor it's going to be all English dance band music, but he can fill me in on that just, just to make sure. In the meantime, here's, a, here's an opportunity you may not get just any time. A chance to go behind the scenes of Pandora's Lunchbox. It's five minutes before the end of the show. I'm desperate for ideas. Here's a chance to go behind the scenes of Pandora's Lunchbox and to be me for a moment. Doesn't that sound great? I don't know. But, okay, I've got on my screen a search engine, and I punched in the word chicken. Here are some of the headlines. I wish, I wish I had some chicken music in the background I could play. Well, I could probably just play anything, really, and it would be just fine for chicken music. Uh, uh, here we go, some grooving music from Otis Redding to dignify what I'm doing. Defense rests in first Brown's chicken murder trial. That's one headline. Market spotlight, trans fat-free oil. Another headline, Star Wars gets the robot chicken treatment. Don't panic, eat your chicken, vet. Lemongrass and chili soup with chicken and vermicelli noodles. Country charm still seeks land for chicken plant. Gnats may be causing chicken deaths in Illinois. Gnats? Okay. Do you like the chicken? Grilled chicken, later hours among new ideas. Brisket, chicken, sauce, make this place special. If you just tuned in, I'm reading... The first things that came to mind on the web when I punched in the word chicken. This is under news, so this is all up-to-date facts. Onion smothered chicken. Teriyaki ranch chicken. Evil chicken and quest for magical leaf. Get ready to chuck the chicken in Princeton. Books of the times when love goes wrong put on the chicken suit. Mitch and Pat, chicken little and a bigger mummy. Crispy chicken with sensible portions. Don't be chicken, go veggie. Chicken shed fire nearly claims home. Gnats suspected in chicken deaths. I see a theme here. Picnic fare can be much more than chicken. Santos take aim at chicken, vonk. How dare Bush play chicken with our troops. Tyson to market food service chicken line as all natural. Recipes, chicken adobo, Filipino style. Are we, pay- are we playing chicken with the city's budget? Dead man may have played chicken with truck. Cinnamon chicken skewers with cuckoos. Couscous. <laughs> Cook it. Thai chicken burgers. Chicken soup author to speak at conference. Grilled chicken chopped salad. Crews clean chicken manure off Mississippi 43 in Rankin County. Satisfy your craving for chicken. Worker, chicken may have made bands ill. Thai chicken and rice, part one. Sovereign aims to double output as appetite for chicken grows. Cashing in on chicken. Blue, B-L-E-U, plate special. Chicken is a wonderfully versatile and. Tainted pet food linked to chicken feed. And finally, stuffed chicken breasts.
little bit Otis writing down in the valley. Thank you for uh, dignifying my show, Otis. This has been Mike. I've been Pandora's Lunchbox for as long as it takes. Coming up, it's Face the Music with Our Wolf, but we want to go back to the B issue. Just before we go, here is King B by Louisiana Red and Lefty Diz from the album Walked All Night Long. Thank you for listening. Next week, I promise I'll be on the air and do something. Thank you. It's WCBN, FM, Ann Arbor. Oh, the show's over. I mean, after this. track down a copy of this for myself, Mike. That was just delightful. What a beautiful thing to hear on a, a Thursday evening. Hi, everybody. It's just past 7 o'clock. This is WCBN-FM Ann Arbor. 88.3. Student-run experimental radio from the University of Michigan in an atmosphere of alternative education. This place continues to astonish the public with all of the little surprises that we keep digging up, both the students who run the joint and the volunteers from the Ann Arbor community who help keep it going. That was so nice.